First off, I want to shout out Jesse's coffee mug, which is usually my girlfriend's coffee mug. What does it say on it, Jesse? It says, I'm kind of possum. Because it's a cat. <laughs> and there's a picture of a cat on it. It would have been better if it was a possum. It would have. It would have. Hold on. I'm gonna put but on. who owns a possum? Nobody owns a possum. Do that's, they? You know, that's very Canadian-centric. What, a possum? No, just saying no one owns a possum. You don't know that. Oh, maybe they do. I, I feel like owning a possum would be kind of dangerous. They, they got those big claws. And... I feel like you don't know that, that Florida exists. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean, Florida, they got a lot of stuff. People <laughs> own lions and crocodiles, even like a serval. Like <laughs> those in Tiger King. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. True. And all of those, all of that stuff, his entire right. Just his kingdom. entire existence. No. Yeah. <laughs> Based yeah. off of owning weird shit. Can it kill me? I want it. <laughs> I still haven't seen the second one. Is uh, he still in jail? Nobody has. Apparently, oh, it okay. sucks. Yeah. Apparently, it sucks. Natalie uh, was telling me she's like, it's boring. I it's saw like, the first two episodes, and it's more just documentary style where they sit down boom. and they just talk to the people about the outcome of season one. Yeah. It's boom, not illuminating boom. in any way. Boo, give know? me a rapid compilation of him committing borderline and actual crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, is what the first one was. It was so funny for a moment there. People actually felt like, okay, you know what? Maybe this guy's been judged too harshly. Mm -hmm. And then it's like he's responsible for the death of at least seventeen tigers. Okay, so yeah, no, put him oh. in jail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, put him in jail. Yeah, belongs to jail. Has yes. he seen the document? All right, fair enough. I, you know, I hadn't seen it put together all in one spot like that. Season two begins with his. I guess legal counsel and his friends going to the White House to try and get Trump to overturn. <laughs> no. Trying to give him the pardon. Do you remember when that was happening in, in real time? They're trying to get the pardon for him. Oh, um, that's that's how season one begins, and and the, season two. And you sit there and you're like, no, like he doesn't deserve it. Why are they fighting for this? Also, it's not going to get done because this just happened six months ago, and we all knew it didn't happen. Which He's is what out. made me so, think for a time he was going to get out. Yeah. Yeah, this man does not deserve to get out of jail. Therefore, he will get out of jail immediately. <laughs> yeah. This is my decision. They should they should have waited a couple of years. Like, let this thing play out. But there also might not be another Tiger King because he's in jail for twenty years. So, like, what's the next step for the story? Right, it's done. The story's kind and of I, done. I think I think that's okay. Yeah, I think oh. I, like we're okay with that, right? Uh, we're okay with that. Yeah, sure. I don't think we need another Tiger King. No, it's time for no. somebody else to be a new king of something else. Don't mm -hmm. you feel like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't I think the Tiger King should be a tiger. Sure. He I'd should watch go back that to movie. that. Certainly. Yeah, Why? absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and he'll live at a place called Rock of Pride. <laughs> and we're right. No, right. we need to come up with a copyright. We're losing the plot safe. on this one. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Okay. All right. So so today we're really excited because yeah. um uh in a couple of minutes here we've got uh, a, a huge addition to the show and we're very excited about this. This is something that we've been working on for a very long time. Um, it's a fourth host named Poochie yeah. who will <laughs> join the show in a supporting role in a way that all you cool kids will be able to relate to. Uh, I love that episode. Of the it's so good. Pooch, Poochie's a really good episode. Uh, um, I want uh, I want to do this first. I want to shout this out. Jesse, you have this queued yeah. up, right? So last night, and this is what trade season is so much fun. I don't know why you guys don't like this as much as I do. I like when Booth does this. I like when other people do this. When they, when, Mr. Booth is probably the king of this. I think I like it more now that I don't fall for it anymore. Right. <laughs> so, so when you have a fake Twitter account that makes it look like you've, um, you've broken a trade. So the key here, obviously, is always the blue check mark. Mm. But, but some people have figured out that there's an emoji that sort of looks like a blue check mark, but it's white and it has like a seven in it. And like and, Twitter, why? And at Maple Leafs at M A P L L E E F S yesterday put something out that was retweeted 107 times and like 351 times, and with, it says with like Comic Sans font. Yeah, and but they made a graphic that looks sort of like the Toronto Maple Leafs graphic, but no. it's not. It's not good. <laughs> no, uh, but I have to respect them for this. It says we've acquired defenseman Ben Sherratt and a third round pick from the Canadians for Topi Niemela. Um, Matthew Nyes in a first round pick this year, which and then they and then they even have the link link at tml.hockey or whatever. I, I'm not going to click the link because I don't know what that links to, but it's a 
That's uh, a solid, yeah. It's good. a it's a really Veteran well move. done tweet. It's exactly in the same cadence that you would expect the Toronto Maple Leafs to do it in because the Toronto Maple Leafs Twitter account keeps it super boring. Yep. Um, and then do you also like hockey? Yeah, a hundred percent. Hey, friends, do you like hockey? Here are the Leafs tonight. There will be hockey played by your favorite team. Um, uh, so here's the problem, though. Maybe it fooled you, and you could be forgiven for being fooled. But you know. It's funny, and it doesn't matter that much, but you sort of can't forgive it showing up on Tampa Bay's local hockey broadcast during the game last night. Have a listen to this. You look at the Toronto Maple Leafs there. They made another deal here today as the trade deadline looms on March 21st, getting Ben Chirot from the Montreal Canadiens, giving up two prospects in a first-round pick. So you'll see some teams jockeying for position here. Boston Bruins catch <laughs> so you can the audio is not great, but you can hear it there. It's oh somebody boy. recording their TV. Yeah, so that's and why it's a little. So stop doing that. By the way, yeah. <laughs> Toppy Niemela, uh, uh, Matthew Nyes, and a 2022 first round pick would be the equivalent of sending three first round picks. I mean, it's a kinda. big. That's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, Niemela was top defenseman at the World Juniors, and you Nyes know, has, played in the Olympics and was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's the first round pick. The first round pick. for Ben Sherratt? No, I don't think so. Uh, no, but it's it's great because it's essentially like this person handcrafted every Leaf fan's worst nightmare. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what don't you wanna? What don't you wanna give up in a trade? All right. First round pick. We're playing all the hits. First round pick. Matthew Nyes, Toby Niemela. So we get one of each. You know, forward and a defenseman. Could have thrown in a goalie, but they went. Too much. Mm-hmm. Too much. So it's the way you put it. It's Is it like first round picks? Perhaps not. But to Leaf fans, it is. It is. Well, it's our firsters, right? So with this, there's two sides to it. Okay. There's there's the one side that's like, hey, this is really funny. But people fell for this fake thing. And then the other side that's like, hey, this is kind of mean. People are just trying to do their jobs. And you know that TikTok sound? Why don't you put this energy into a job or something? <laughs> it's like the person who went through all this effort. Why are, you, why are you making all this effort to make people look foolish at their job? You know? So, I don't know. There's two sides. Uh, Do, is this funny or is it kind of mean to people who are just trying to work in hockey? Because it's 2022. We've all lived through a lot. It's impossible to buy a house. Fuck it. Make memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's why. I, you know what? I used to resent this. Now I don't. I get it. Yeah, I I like the nihilism of it all. Nope. Matthew I think, nihilism. I think just it's, keep doing it. Stop yeah. it. I think it's funny. It's you know, funny. I, I I think, I mean, God, it's nice to laugh at something. The game has yeah. been it's been just terrible news after terrible news mixed in with some hockey and terrible news. By the way, I, thank I, you to I, everyone who tagged me in that uh, fake Leafs tweet. Oh, did they tag you? Yeah, you know, so that I would see it. Oh, thank goodness they did too. It's not like it's my job or anything. <laughs> I might not have seen it, you know? <laughs> I oh, man, it's it. so often Leafs News just whoosh, sneaks right by me there. Yep. You, you, you were probably halfway through making a video about it. Halfway. <laughs> Drew was ready to hit publish. I was like, no! Stop! In, in, all, in actuality, um, some of the, uh, uh, the trade proposals out there are starting to get a little ridiculous, don't you think? Yeah. Like, it's all, like, whenever you hear a, a, a thing, like, Ben Sherrod for me, is a perfect example. Because Ben Sherrod has a use. He has a role. Yeah, scoring OT winners. Scoring OT winners, Woo. playing with Shea Weber. Having more goals than any other Leaf defenseman. In when? Currently? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. How many does, how many does he have? Seven. Get out. Oh, wow. He scored two last night. Well, we need some, some shots from the point. Maybe we could use that. Ben Sherrod? Sh- sh- shot. Sure. No. I saw a lot of Sherratt and Allen trades to the Leafs, like fake ones, like they're not fake ones, but like proposals like mm. that. You take, get Allen and Sherratt. Is Allen even playing yet? Uh, I don't think so. No. Rhymer's so, hurt too. Palmer. I just, I just think um, uh, the the whole idea that you know, oh, the Canadians won't let Ben Sherratt go for less than a first round pick. Well, who do you think said that? Who do you think told the reporter? That I'm gonna go with the Montreal Canadiens. Interesting. And if you were the Montreal Canadiens, would you do anything differently? No. Of course not. Of course not. No. So this it's getting into silly season, and obviously later on in the show we're gonna have uh, a lot more on some of the the trade deadline stuff as it comes to the Leafs because their assistant GM keeps popping up somewhere. I'm not sure if you've seen this. 
Mm -hmm. um, and there's mm -hmm. some names being floated around and, of course, some stuff around the league. But what we haven't really, truly seen is the season sort of kick off. Trade season. Yeah. Like, no one's... It's weird. It's, it's like there was... Uh, it seemed like it was about to kick off. It did. And, but it's quieted back down again. You know, you know how sometimes a volcano will just have a fart? You know, and I, I go, don't. I don't know volcanoes that well. No, to be honest with you. I, I, it's one of my many doom scroll favorites. And uh, science, basically, here's how I understand it as a layman. They're like, well, this could just be a fart, or it could be the Earth completely shitting itself, and we're all <laughs> dead. <laughs> it's usually just a fart. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Carter Hutton and Tyler Tavoli and you know, it's just a fart. Yeah. Just, I thought that just that, a fart. The big rumble comes soon. I kind of thought the the Tyler Toffoli thing was going to really get things moving. Yeah, I mean, it obviously wasn't the thing holding everything up, though. I think, I think now the fun begins behind the scenes because mm -hmm. the Habs were able to get uh, to take care of a key piece of business. The other weird thing for the Habs, like part of me wonders if they're slightly regretting trading Tyler Toffoli, even though they did get, I thought, mm -hmm. a very good return for him. Because they are above 500 with Martin St. Louis behind the bench. <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. their good players are playing like good players. Yeah, and despite losing, I think it was the first four games. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just three. straight up. All oh, three. I think it was, They're just yeah. straight up fine. Like, and they're then, fine. Yeah, last night beating Calgary and OT, it was a great game. 5-4. Like, yeah. they can score again. They, they got. They beat Calgary. Yeah. It was, it's been, it's been an unbelievable run for the Canadians. But one thing CJ was saying about that Toffoli deal and the trade deadline that's is that he's here, getting traded again to the he's Leafs. He's getting traded again. It's coming up in like three weeks. But CJ was saying how the Toffoli deal, uh, people are a little down on it. But the Montreal Canadiens might have done the right thing because it's not, it's a buyer's market. It's not a seller's market because there aren't a lot of teams that can pay the prices that these teams are asking for. So like this first round pick that they're looking for, Chirac, there's not a lot of teams out there that are willing to pay for the first round pick. Giroux's looking to go. There's not a lot of contenders who are just like, yeah, fucking throw in Giroux. Like yeah, Vegas is an million out bucks. Let's go. <laughs> Vegas isn't out here to buy all these guys. So like there isn't a lot of, and Colorado doesn't have the space to do it. Um, Toronto's not going to add a big name forward. So getting these deals done earlier might have been the smart thing to do because coming up in these next three weeks, there might not be teams to sell to, and you might end up paying below market value. Aren't you, aren't you concerned though? If you have an eight-hour broadcast, oh yeah. <laughs> if that happens, oh yeah. Well, if you had an eight-hour <laughs> broadcast, not naming any names, yeah, well, but who are you looking you, at? I'm not going to be on TV. Wouldn't you be? <laughs> You're not. I don't think so. No, You've never been. No. Yeah. They had you on for even when I was on. Once. I wasn't. Like, Adam, who are you yeah. looking at? But <laughs> I just thought you would have, you would have to actually be the one that would go on and make it entertaining while they're filling time and doing well, tap dance. Hey. Programming an entire day of TV around something that just might not happen is not the best way to program stuff. But it usually <laughs> trickles in over the course of weeks. And at very least the week leading up to it. And like the night before is just like my favorite uh, hockey doom scroller is James Duthie. Because he just sort of, the subtext of all his tweets are just, ha fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a trade. Ha yeah. <laughs> fuck. James Duthie, TSA. <laughs> <laughs> but like this year, um, because of all the reasons you just mentioned and the fact that teams are so incredibly cap-strapped because mm -hmm. of just the way the last couple of years have gone, does that not make it more likely that the deals will be as close to the deadline as possible. Maybe. So that he can get on TV and go, oh, fuck. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Like, who? Give him the Gemini right now if he says that on live television. Give him it right now. <laughs> fuck. I don't think Dave Amber swears. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do we want to talk about the Buffalo game? I could hear that through the mic. And oh, could everybody you? listening, uh-uh. Oh, yeah, I'm you sorry. took the you took the hockey. He's got the hockey water with the big straw that you squeeze, the squeezy straw. I am sorry for everyone with misophonia. Um, I want to ask Liz Knox about this. What? Why seeing a guy sitting in a chair using a goalie uh, water bottle? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a goalie water bottle. I wear a cage. <laughs> like you know how hard she works. Yeah, to, to have that water you know, bottle in her hand. You know how we put those clips up on here our, on your butt. You know we put those clips up on our on our Twitter and stuff like that yeah. on the show. We, we clip this, tag Liz, Liz. I mean, yeah, I'm sure she's used to disappointing men <laughs> just in hockey, screaming about <laughs> hockey like they know it. I'm like, oh, Peter Mrazek doesn't know where his goalposts are. If you're a goaltender, tend the goal. To which I'm sure she'd respond, put down that fucking bottle. And also, when I play the puck, I make a positive impact. <laughs> Where's that shirt? When I play the puck, I make a positive impact. That could be some Noxie and Cax merch in the uh, oh, in the store. You know how hard goalies work? And you hear those stories about they drop like 10 pounds in sweat in one game. Mm. And like their reward is like a squirt of that bottle. And Steve's sitting here mm. podcasting on his on his well, rear this, end. And this is hard. <laughs> he might be about to bitch about them too and their performance. Wow. I mean, we did not get to talk about the Buffalo game. And Steve, before the game, that day we did a show. That day we did a show. We did a show. And during that show, you said, what about Peter Morazic? He doesn't know where his goalposts are. And what happened during the game against Buffalo? He doesn't know where his goalposts are. He has no idea. I'm going to send the, pic- the screenshot to Jesse right now. I think okay. I deleted it. It's okay. I'll send it to you in post. It's people were very upset because Mrazek didn't get any help, which is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. He didn't. Um, but more than one thing can be true at once. And there are going to be rebounds. He maybe gives up more and better quality ones than other goaltenders, but there are going to be rebounds. Generally speaking, it is best practice as a goaltender that when you give up a rebound that you are in your he doesn't know where his goalposts are. Why? What happened? He was f- flying off to friggin' Narnia. This guy thinks he's a fourth line grinder just flying into the corners. He doesn't know where his goalposts are. He, he's, uh, like, he, it's amazing. Truly amazing. Because it's funny. I, I had like Hurricanes fans, Red Wings fans, uh, Flyers fans, because I forgot he was a flyer for a hot minute. In my mentions, like, first time. Oh, there it is. No. Just, Jesse found it. He was a flyer? I didn't know that. Yeah, All right, here like we go. Five here we go. seconds. Uh, but like, Adam, look at that shit. Look at that shit. Oh, I mean... Not, an, not a molecule of him is touching the blue paint. And yes, Victor Olofsson is standing there um, as if at a resort. <laughs> no leaf defenseman. <laughs> no leaf defenseman. No, sorry. Just sorry. You're right. The, the problem that Steve Dangle is afraid to mention... The Leafs defense. Now, I'd never, I always give them a pass. <laughs> you know me. Did someone say, accuse you of giving what? the Leafs defense a pass? Like, give your head a shake. <laughs> More than one thing can be true at once. Uh huh. What if they're both bad? They're both bad. Listen, the defense had a terrible game in this game. That's the game winning goal. And he's not in his fucking net for it. He play, he like it's amazing he's gone as far as he has in his career. Dude had like a 940 save percentage in 12 games last year, but he plays like an AHL tweener. He does. This is, some days that's cool cuz they win. Some days it's cool. I mean, look at the Habs with a over 500 record with Sam Montembeau and Andrew Hammond somehow. This dude has it's a fucking adventure. They're watch how many times in a game, if the other team had the puck, it'd be a goal? There are. Well, wait, what? No, 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 <laughs> Hold no, no, on. no, no, Explain no, no, that no, no. to me. Explain that to so, me. So 
there are times where it's blocked or the puck misses the net or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. His movements, he takes himself completely out of the net. Completely out of the net. Mm -hmm. Um, Frederick Anderson used to do this at his worst. So it could, honestly, there could be... People are bringing up Steve Briere more and more, the the goalie coach. Uh, there might be something there. There might be something there. But he, you know, Steve Briere could also be credited for how great Jack Campbell was until about December 5th. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and it should be mentioned that Peter Mrazek has done this long before he was... Right. The Flyers and Canes fans and Detroit fans. The funny thing about the screenshot is that there's no reason for him to be that far. There's no reason. There's there's really no reason for him to push all the way to the side. of. And for everybody listening, he's on the uh, outside of the blue paint. His left foot is on the side slash back of the uh, goal post. And the goal is going in straight into the. He's literally he's the icing on the on the cake that is the crease. Yeah, one yeah. one goalie messaged me and well, it's a, not like a professional goalie, but someone someone who played goalie, a house league goalie. He's at, fourteen at a decently yes. <laughs> yes. His name's Caleb. <laughs> Listen, a house league goalie who's fourteen plays a lot more hockey than you know any 25, 30 year old. That's a good point. Right That's, you know, yeah, really good you point. Know, yeah. But um, he squares up to the shooter and not the puck, and you're not a, a supposed to. That was their analysis? Yeah. Yes. Interesting. And like, well, there's the shooter at the side of the net, mm-hmm. except unless the shooter passes it, then you're fucked, which he was here. <laughs> it's fucked. He's got a 0% chance of stopping that puck. <laughs> if you put me in net, I would have had a higher chance of stopping the puck because I would have just sat there. You would have been in front of the net. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you simply put mass in front of the yeah, pocket. Due to win. sheer yeah. immobility. Yes. <laughs> is it? Okay. When He's Pe- so athletic that he screws himself. Well, and I'm wondering that. Is it Peter Morazic <laughs> trying to zip to the side of the net as quickly as he can, but unable to stop himself? That is a Jonas Gustafson ass goalie style that he played. Gustafson used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Garrett Sparks did that all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I brought him up. As like an AHL tweener, we watched Garrett Sparks in the AHL. He was unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And then, but there is a level that's much different. different. The NHL is different than the AHL. Yeah. It's like we also watched him. Okay. They're, they, they don't ask how. They ask how many. Lie. Um, they, they don't ask how. They ask how many during the Calder Cup playoffs. Uh, the uh, how many. Uh could apply to Garrett Sparks making an enormous stop against the Utica Comets in game five of their first round series. The the deciding game, because mm-hmm. it's a best of five. Mm-hmm. That's is this the, the one without his glove? Where the, he caught the it? The how is without a goddamn glove! <laughs> <laughs> where he caught it with, with his bare hand? Because his equipment doesn't fit! This led to a conversation with Julian McKenzie, and I think the least explainable athlete in the nhl over the last like decade and a half is tim thomas mm-hmm. yeah yeah good point he's right his style is <laughs> fuck it i'll try and yeah and and old old um um didn't come into his own until he was in his 30s what the hell is that helmet yeah that was yeah the helmet not a not a piece of his equipment fit not a piece the glove, blocker, pads, none of them fit. None of them. His style was, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> and he had, I think, a 940 in 25 games on route to a Stanley Cup. Someone, please. Subwoofer guy. I'm sorry. Sorry, And, and also, guy. good headphones guy. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, also, it's affecting the people. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. You gotta stop throwing I should. I should stop doing that. <laughs> no, but like, it's the least explainable thing. Oh, and then the next year... He won a president's trophy, and then the year after that, he uh, fucked off. Yep. For no good reason, fucked off. And then he he threatened to come back. I don't know if it's a threat, but he's like, I might come back the next year, and then he just never did. No, he did. He he played with the Florida Panthers. Go look at oh, his. yeah, and, he did. And he had, like, yeah. three different teams' pads on, like, EASHL. Yeah. It was only, it wasn't long, though, right? When his Panthers No, it did. wasn't. Yeah, he was with the Panthers and the Stars. Oh, wow. I don't even remember this guy. And uh, I don't remember either of those. He's the least explainable athlete. A 12th round pick of the Quebec Nordiques (laughs) winning a Stanley Cup in 2011. (laughs) 
Like he's so unexplainable. Go back and watch. Go back and watch. Uh, he he in 25 games he had a 940 save percentage in the Stanley Cup playoffs and a hit. Anyway, he's it's unexplainable because it shouldn't have worked, but it did. It did. Now part of the reason might have been if there was a rebound, the Boston Bruins would simply um beat the shit out of you legally. Yeah, I mean that was the Johnny Boychuk in his primes, Adano Chara, Dennis Seidenberg, Adam McQuaid. Adam McQuaid, like that was a tough, tough defensive crew right there. You, you would, you would literally. I mean, say, Seidenberg wasn't that tough, but everybody else was. You would say respectfully, Brad Marchand, don't touch me, and then be beaten up by five men. Yeah, every shift, and Brad would just skate away. It wouldn't yeah. even be Brad that he needed to beat you up. Yeah, the my favorite um, version of that Bruins team is when Alexi Yamelin, who um, has never gotten a punch he didn't deserve um <laughs> that's so true so true Such what a, a hunk of shit on the ice yeah and he cross-checked tyler sagan right in the un uh unprotected ribs oh. complete such a hunk of shit move go back and watch this and zidane ochara very simply and i i this probably didn't help the bruins but it did it made everyone feel better mm -hmm. he simply stopped what he was doing mm-hmm and grabbed Alexei Mellon and beat him until someone stopped him. And it was a moment where I was like, I don't really like the Bruins, but... <laughs> and it was kind of great. Anyway, so that was a little aside about Tim Thomas. It doesn't make um, any sense. Tim I Thomas played 40 games for the Panthers. No, he didn't. He did. You made that up. <laughs> 40 games in the 13-14 season. You made that up. That's a lie. That's incredible. Wow. But you uh, photoshopped that hockey DB page. I refuse to believe it. Um, so anyway, yeah, Mrazik is like that without the 940 save percentage. So let me run through some of the defensemen that were playing for Boston at the time. Matt Bartowski. Oh. Remember Matt, Matt Bartowski? Matt, Matt uh -huh. Bartowski, yep. Johnny Boychuk. Yep. Um, Zidane Ochara, obviously. Yep. Andrew Ferentz, future oh, Oilers captain. Oh, underrated. Shane Knighty. Okay. Uh, Matt Hunwick, who we know well. Thomas oh. Thomas Coverley was on that roster. Yeah. Uh, the only Bruin to play less than 10 minutes in game seven against the Canucks. No, really? He's I, got a, I he's, love that piece of trivia. His name is on the cup. It sure is. Steven <laughs> Kampfer, who I don't think played a lot that season. Adam McQuaid, Dennis Seidenberg, Mark Stewart. Man. Tough. Mm. Tough. A yeah. tough group. Yeah. What if I simply beat the shit out of you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's kind of funny. And yo, you look at some of the people on that roster. I forgot this. For, for, first off. Blake Wheeler was a young. What uh, was a young? He was 24 years old when they won the cup. He was he was traded. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was traded. Uh, I forget but, for who. Oh, he was traded that season. He was traded that season. He didn't win the cup. Oh, <gasps> mm -hmm. no wonder he's mad all the time. I know. Okay, all right. I'd wear um, a hat with a wheel on it too. If yeah, that happened to me, me too. Me too. Uh, do you think his last name is Wheels or I, Wheeler? I think so. Anyway, um, Sean Thornton. <laughs> is there anything better than beating the Leafs? Yeah, it happened in 2011. You just weren't there. No. <laughs> uh, Sean Thornton's another tough guy that played for them. Chris Kelly, uh, Milan Lucic, Dennis Paye, and Rich Peverly. Remember Rich Peverly before he had the, oh, the yes. heart? He was amazing. He's a great uh, player. One of the most ridiculous hockey stories ever. His heart stopped. And just then, crazy. Uh, he uh, that, wanted to play the rest of the game. That is a crazy team. And That's a said, really good team. Hey, Rich, maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but the but Lawrence Gilman. So we're just done with the Morazic yeah, talk. Yeah, I mean, like, well, what else you want to say? He's, you want to he, talk about Sandine? Sandine O'Reilly, how they're never going to try that again? How no, that like, was such an utter failure. He's a good defenseman who maybe shouldn't so, play the right side hold of on. the top pair. Just I got to ask you this. I got a question. I got a question. This was raised on Twitter. Forget who by. I apologize. This is not my take, but I agree with it. At what point do we start to ask the question? Why have we only been able to find one defenseman who can play with Morgan Riley? So what's you, the implication here? Right. I don't know. What are you accusing my client of? I, I like Morgan Riley <laughs> a lot. So let me just say that. I don't even mind the contract anymore. The guy scored 72 points in a season, whatever. His defensive impacts are bad uh, if you look at some of, yeah. the, some of the stats. But you know what? His offensive impacts are incredible. So yeah. it all kind of, it, it, it's all out in the wash, That's right? why him and Sandine aren't a match. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that, so that was weird. But... But, and, and to be fair to Morgan Riley, 90% of the people they've paired him with were never going to be good anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But. Listen. Just, what what okay, are you saying? So, elite players, 
make other players around them better. Mm -hmm. See? Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying. And I, I, I love Morgan Riley. But it's, it, it is limiting when you can't bring... Like, if, if, if you had Victor Hedman in that spot, and I know Victor Hed, Victor Hedman's the most outsized, ridiculous example because he's one of the best defensemen in the league. Mm -hmm. one, of, one of the best defensemen ever. Mm -hmm. If you put Sandine with him, you would expect that Sandine will play, play okay. There's, rare, there's very few disasters when Victor Hedman is on the ice. That was a disaster, those two. Adam, uh, you're a history buff. Okay. It's mostly to do with the last few hundred years. But what of the Spartans do you know? What do you mean? Well, I saw a movie where the people that they fought rode rhinoceroses. So I choose, it, I choose to believe that's true. Okay, you believe the movie? And the yes, 300 movie? Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but this is real. This part is real about the Spartans. Outside of the helmet, and I, I'm pretty sure the cape was fake. What were the two pieces of equipment they carried into battle? Spear and shield. Spear and shield. The Riley-Sandine pairing is two spears. <laughs> so they were pikemen. It's not good for the phalanx. Okay. Riley spear, Brody shield. Right. That's how it works. And Why did they try this then? Why did, to see if two spears works. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. also they. It's an opportunity to try it because it's Buffalo. You think Buffalo? <laughs> Easy two points. Yeah, just Buffalo. Yeah, you think it? There's because you have to try an NHL game eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know if you're if you're gonna try something, and they thought Buffalo was the opportunity. Yeah. What? Uh, what okay. Who are we taking on tonight? Uh, the the Buffalo Sabers, sire. Ah, well, they came armed with blunt sticks and pebbles and fists. Mm -hmm. Surely we can test out the two spear technique against the Buffalo Sabers. And they lost. Oh, no. Here comes a man named Tage. Yeah, like, <laughs> who is? that? He looks ridiculous. He's crazy. Like, he's, he's insane right he, now. He's yeah. always had the, the, the physical capabilities to do it. He just never put It's like Pierre Engvall. Yeah. You, you ever play? He, Tage Thompson is what you want. If, if Pierre Engvall can be 50% of Tage Thompson. It's yeah. playing threes eliminator online in NHL 22, and you discover that their center is an enforcer D, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> he was a... Tage was also a winger for the first, what, four years that he was yeah. in the NHL, and they're like, all right, switch over, move yeah. over slightly, and now he's he, center, and he's he, unbelievable. He was trying wrong. To, and he's also trying to break into the Blues team that had yeah. who at center. They had Bozak, they had Ryan O'Reilly, and they had another one. He, he was No, he was part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Uh, oh, sorry, yes. But he was still trying to break into that Blues line. line, uh, line which they, had mm -hmm. they had a lot. They had a lot. And, uh, well, and then he was on the Buffalo Sabres and they had very little. Uh, so they were in the wrong direction. But listen, this isn't how every pair works. Mm -hmm. It would help if Riley was, some defensemen are the spear and the shield. Yeah. And those defensemen make 10 million bucks a year. Yeah. He's not that. He's the spear. But <laughs> he's got one of the best spears in the entire league. Without question. Uh, and they learned. They learned. It, Adam, you don't live, or you don't learn, you live. Or okay. however, whatever it is. Nope. You know? Is that not how it goes? No? You Sometimes you're the spear, and sometimes you're the shield. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, there better. That's better. <laughs> except, that for, except for when you're Morgan Riley, when you're always very definitely the spear. Yeah, he's the spear. And uh, I like, if you're... Like, do you even get mad at him in the video session? You're like, listen, I don't know why you got mad at me for doing spear things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the spear man. I'm the spear guy. Yeah. Okay. Why'd you take away my shield? And I think the Leafs understand that now, yeah. especially. So I guess maybe they were trying to, like, if we have to in the playoffs. Yeah. This is goal. an improvement. I mean, a few years ago, his shield was 38. Yeah. And a, three, a few years ago, the Leafs wouldn't try anything. So mm -hmm. when the slightest thing went wrong, they couldn't adjust to things. They're trying stuff, and like to me, this is Sheldon Keefe. Babcock did things despite Kyle Dubas. Yes, he absolutely <laughs> did. He did. Fine, I'm gonna put stupid fucking Nick Patan at stupid fucking center, and I'm gonna watch it stupid fucking fail. It's like he threw a game despite then, his GM. And then Nick Patan ended his career. And then hilariously, it's no, but that game against the Canucks, I still remember it. The uh, Nick Patan was at center, fourth line center. He was a principal part of the Leafs blowing, uh, I believe it was a 2 nothing lead. The Leafs had not lost a game 
that season where they led going into the third period and they lost that one. And Josh Levo got, I believe, the game tying goal. Fuck! So, Sheldon Keefe, recently, kind of been doing stuff like that. Yeah. A little bit. Like, with his lineup decision, I'm sure it's a collaborative effort with him and Dubas. So, I'm sure it's less him spiting him and it's more, well, what if we tried this? And what if we tried that? Mm -hmm. And it's the old ice cream conversation with, with me. It's I'm, I'm at summer camp again. For those of you who haven't heard the story, the Dickie D man, the ice cream man would come to my summer camp every day just before our parents came to pick us up. The chocolate baseball glove with a, with a bubble gum oh. baseball mm -hmm. was $2 flat. $2 flat. So good. And I'd rummage through my pockets and I would have a dollar fifty. And I would put the loony on the bottom and a couple quarters. Mm -hmm. You know? Or, you know, maybe the next day it'd be a bunch of nickels and dimes. And I would no matter how I arranged the buck fifty, I couldn't make it two dollars. The Leafs defense is a buck fifty. And for the last few weeks, Sheldon Keefe has been going, okay, I'll put Lilligren here and Hall here and this, that. But it's like that, but if I lost the dollar. Because Jake Muzzin? Because Jake Muzzin's out. So now I got 50. <laughs> so all I mean, because Riley, Riley Brody's been great all year. Yeah. Uh -huh. What he's doing with his... With his what, th they're learning. And what they're learning is... Fuck. Well, That's and, what they're learning. And before they make a trade, they may as well learn. They may as well learn. Um, the one thing Keith has been doing where I'm like, what on earth is the point of any of this is playing Nick Robertson like four seconds a game. And I was reading on Jonah Siegel's, uh, Twitter account that, uh, supposedly he's going to play with JT and Willie tonight. Oh, fine. You may as well try tomorrow. Sorry. So we'll see may how well that try. goes. The, the Riley Sandine thing, as much as I wanted to be in the arena and boo the team because of Sandine's play and the rest of the team's play and their lack of effort. Um, I, I'm happy they tried it at this point, at this junction. Sure. Because going back to what you were just saying about Babcock, I remember a Mike Babcock team that was uh, on the verge of elimination, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the playoffs, he decides, "Hey, tonight's the night I'm going to try our left winger William Nylander at center." And that's the first time all year I'm going to try this new thing out. Sheldon Keefe did the same thing. It's. This is the time for this, and I'm happy that they're doing it now, mm -hmm. and we're not waiting until game five of the elimination, game seven, that we're trying these new things out. It didn't make sense. Now's the time. Do yeah. it and may fail. So in the playoffs, you know what works and what doesn't. We're not trying right, Riley Sandin for the first time in game six of the playoffs versus Boston. Yeah, game five against the Blue Jackets, even, and this was mm -hmm. Keith. All right. So we had a miraculous comeback in game four. We don't even deserve to be here, but we're here. What should we do? Mm, well, we appear to be having a hard time scoring at five on five. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. When was our last five on five goal? Uh, that would be game three when we had a three nothing lead. Oh, okay. Who scored that goal? Uh, it was Nick Robertson, sir. Okay, cool. Well, what we're going to do is scratch him yep. for a guy who hasn't played in many months. That's what they did. They scratched Robertson for Andreas Janssen. Mm -hmm. Boo. Boo tomato. They should have never done that. And I hated it at the time, and I hate it now. Um, but they wanted to give uh, Janssen his last game as a Leaf, which, they, which it was. So, cool. Way to yard sale an entire season to be a good guy. Um, yeah, that was a learning. weird one. It was a weird one. They have a history of making weird lineup decisions when the season is on the line. So, make and them don't now. do that. I, I liked uh, uh, Jared Bednar a week or two ago. Um, made a weird, uh, he put like Andre Burakovsky in the top line and a reporter was like, Hey, why? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. In the playoffs, you're going to run into weird situations. So I wanted to see what we got. That's right. cool. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's what's going on. Just, yeah. Like I just out and out say it. All right. Now I'm going to talk about Lawrence Gilman being at back-to-back -back fucking Canucks games. Can I talk about that? Getting back to Peter Mraz. No, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so here are the players that apparently, you know, they've done their due diligence on JT Miller. The JT Miller cost is high. JT Miller's got a couple years left. He's a left winger. Luke Shen's name has popped up, but I don't know if it's popped up in rumors or it's popped up in, hey, his defensive impacts are fine and you could probably get him for nothing. I believe Fridge has brought him up. Has Fridge brought him up? I okay, it's hard to know at this point. Yeah. And who's to know? Um, 
the J- Vancouver really doesn't want to trade JT Miller, so you'd have to wow them to move them. Yes. One, a couple of players they are interested in trading. Unfortunately, both of them are right wingers. Brock Besser and Connor Garland. They could be moved, and the price would be a lot less. Now, Besser's deal's up at the end of the year. He is an RFA. Garland, I believe, has a couple more years. They've both scored about 31 points this year in about 50 games. I think Garland's got a lot more years. Does he? Yeah. Um, how hard is it to get one of those two to play left wing? I think Garland plays both. Does he? Okay. I think he does. Garland signed till infinity. 2026 offseason. I have a feeling the Leafs probably won't want to do that. Yeah. 4.95. You know. They they can't fit that. Right. Yeah. Garland does play. According to Cap Friendly, he plays right and left. Right. Yeah. Uh, Someone, I don't remember who it was, made a list of, it's like top 10 Leafs trade targets. And I was like, ah, oh, almost all of these are boring. Perfect. Because uh, that, it was the most realistic list I had seen. Let me try to find it. Because, yeah, all this, yeah, oh, Besser and Miller and Garland and what? what I know it's legal and everything, but lay off. <laughs> what? No, we, I like this. No, no, it's great and everything. Listen, I also love to dream. I think it's going to be, to me, I still think it's going to be somebody we're not hearing about, so it makes me not the Canucks. I think it's going to be like a Justin Braun type. I you know, boring, def- good defensive impacts, not much else. I would like to see them make an actual splash, though. Be honest with you. Oh, sure. Like, to be honest, like, like, look, you know, they may have lost the game in Buffalo, and that's frustrating or whatever. Goaltending's not been great lately. I feel like the goaltenders can figure it out. If there was ever a time, do you, do you remember, do you remember um, the season when the, the Leafs surprised everybody and then they got, they actually spent at the trade deadline because, because Matthews, Marner, Nylander, all better than we thought. And they were in contention for a playoff spot and they needed somebody on the fourth line who could play actual hockey. So they got Dan Boyle. This is a water. Oh, Dan Boyle. I'm um, sorry. Brian. Brian Boyle. Washington year. Right? Washington year. Yeah. yeah. They spent a second round pick on him. That was like, whoa. Yeah. And they got him. And Brian Boyle did not score a goal, but that's okay. He was big. And he set up the uh, the Casper game Gill. the game two winner, which was enough. And I give me one memory. They did <laughs> that because they said the team deserved to be rewarded. Right? They deserve to be rewarded. Yes. Do you not think of all the teams there have been since then that this team above all deserves a big reward? Muzzin, as you said, won't be held back. <laughs> wink, 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 nudge, wink, nudge. Wink, wink, okay. So they're going to have, everyone's like, wow, they got $2 million in cap space to play with. Yeah, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. You think the Leafs aren't going to do everything they possibly can to win? Come on. Yeah. And if they don't, like, if they let Muzzin play another game, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, the team that does like 106 call ups a year isn't going to try any caption in against. Mm-hmm. Come they, on. Matt they, Holloway got called. Yeah, up today. they called. Yeah. Uh, like, Who? <laughs> <laughs> he's a good, good AHL defenseman. He's turned into a good draft pick, right. Matt Holloway. But it's, it's, not a, it's not a thing where, like, of all the teams, this team deserves the, the big splash. So I feel like, you know, everybody's making it out to be about maybe it's a boring trade deadline for the Leafs. So when is it not going to be? This is, <laughs> this is the time. It's like with the Oilers, right? Last year, we're, well, we can't uh, go spend big at the trade deadline every year. Okay, well, Connor and Leon are like 24, 25 years old now. Ken. So when are you going to do that? When does that become the priority? When does that become the thing you want to do? Now, turns out that firing their head coach was one of the best things they ever did. Woodcroft has done a great job. The team looks incredible. Leafs aren't going to fire Keith, and he, they shouldn't. So what else are you going to do? You got very clearly the Leafs need to make a change on defense. I think the goalies figure it out. What what better time than right now to go out and get somebody big, and maybe get a package? What was it? it Hagel was was a name out Brandon there. Brandon Hagel. Brandon Hagel. He's going to cost a fortune, but like he fits a lot of Leaf needs. Can play at the top six. And, and if you've young. got Brandon Hagel now, you've got him next year as well. Term. Yeah. Yep. So. And then, and then Affordable. you find a defenseman in the same thing. Like, listen, if they don't draft at this year's draft, but they win, even if they got to the third round, is anybody going to be upset? No. Who cares? I, and, mean, well, I mean, Scott yes, Wheeler, sir. with respect, I love you, Scott. Yeah. Scott Wheeler's going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the draft <laughs> rankings are going to tank. Nobody's clicked the article. If the Leafs aren't no, in, nobody's clicking that article. Who will the Leafs draft with our third round pick? No, Scott's like, can't do that. Yeah. All this work. I was on I was of the opinion just like a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, that like, hey, you don't mortgage the entire future for 
just to get a guy, get Nick Felino. You mm-hmm. know, like I didn't like the Nick Felino trade because, like, I thought you get Taylor Hall. I thought there's better decisions you could make. But like, I've been thinking about it, and I'm I'm come I'm on your side now, Adam. Throw, just go for it. if you just said if they get to the third round. No, if they won one round, one this round. season, who gives a shit about a first round pick? Every person who cares. Most college age people listening to this have been faced with this GM situation and it's at the bar and you're taking a shot. And what you're doing is uh, having your in trade talks with the bar and they offer you one, two and 3 a.m. in exchange for 10, 11 and 12 p.m. Right. What what you're doing is trading a good time tonight for a bad time tomorrow. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? Ah, it was fun. There have been a bunch of times, again, it's, I've used this term several times this show, I've woken up and gone, <laughs> fuck. And, <laughs> You're like, and, I, w- I wish I got in that Uber at uh, yeah. midnight. And I meant, I genuinely meant both parts of that sentence. The ha <laughs> ha and fuck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the ha 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 made the fuck worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just I'm think a like... Poet. Eventually, <laughs> you are, I'm Shakespeare. You're a man with words. Um, eventually, they just need to just go for it. Mortgage the future. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they win one round. None of that first, second, third round pick doesn't matter. If they well, win the one round, mm-hmm. that's all. That's what counts. They need this year. That's what counts. They need to. The, the cap situation really makes it so that they have no choice but to get creative, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. you know, any trade that has prospect going out the door, uh, guy coming in, I don't think is what the Leafs are looking at. Because I don't think they can do it. But does it help them win one round? It does, but I don't think they can do it. Like, yeah, what, what are they going to go in? Like cap penalty next year? Um, the Muzzin deal definitely helps it. Mm-hmm. The Muzzin deal is like four mil. I need everyone to be ready for something, a trade you have not thought of sure. to present itself. I still think, I, I promise I don't have an inside track on this. I have an inkling it's Seattle. The Leafs. Yep, it's too quiet. You think Giordano? I think he's involved. I definitely think he's involved. I'd love um, to see him stay or, for a couple of years. He's great. Yeah, I, I think they have that discussion anyway. Um, with Because Muzzin's out, they can potentially afford it. Mm-hmm. And that could be one of those. Uh, that could be one of those situations where, okay, name Tampa's left side. I can do it right away. I just don't. I, okay, like, uh, yeah, I pay freakish attention. Hedman, McDonough, Sergeyev. Okay, stupid. Name the right. Who cares? Name any other Tampa defenseman. Dan, what was his name? Dan, who was terrible in the Rangers, and then he signed Tampa, and all of a sudden everybody's like, hey, he's actually pretty good, because he's playing with the left side of Tampa's defense. Dan... Girardi? Girardi. Oh. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Want a cup? Alan Walsh client, Jan Ruda? Yeah. Eric Cernak? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zach Bogosian's there now? Mm-hmm. But, like, so what the, what the Leafs are faced with, here's why, like, a guy like Giordano can make some sense, especially if Muzzin comes back is uh, what are you really going to completely redo the right side? Or do you make the left side so fucking good that the right side doesn't matter? And Giordano's a lefty. Yes. I like that. I think he has played on the right. Andre Schuster, by the way. Schuster? I forgot about Schuster. Third pair right D for Tampa. So Bogosian is not playing right Yeah, I thought Giordano played right right side defense in Calgary at least. Uh, I think he's done both. Okay. I believe he's done both. Um, but he, he so, makes yeah. some So sense. that's interesting. That's an interesting strategy. Yeah. Uh, there's that Carson Soucy guy. They have a bunch of extra defensemen they're just basically holding on to for no good reason. Yeah. Um, I think Dubas is generally creative. I think Brandon Pridham looks at the Seattle Kraken's cap space and goes, that looks like a fun playground. I would like to play on that, please. Um, I think there's something there. I think there's something there. And it's going to be delightfully nerdy and boring. Mm-hmm. But it'll ultimately help the Phoenix. Just go for it. Don't hold on to that first round pick. If, but, it, if, it, if that's what it required to get you that defenseman from Seattle, send it. Here's the solution to the Leafs' defense problems. Mm-hmm. Jared McCann. <laughs> Put him right there. Right there. Put him there. Put him there. Oh Chara on wing. McCann on D. Let it ride. 
Go. Um, okay. Uh, well, you know what? With that, why don't we do the press conference? What are we? What are Let's we? do it. You like talking fast forward. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Ooh, I want to mention this. Uh, two things. One, I got a stream tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern time. You want a cup yet? Uh, no, I haven't won the cup. This mm. is my seventh year, but we think we figured it out. So yeah. me and the crab people, we think we figured it out. So we've been simming incorrectly because our team is always good in the regular season. For four straight years, we finished second in the entire league. We haven't wow. won a President's Trophy. We're always just short of the because oh. the Blackhawks always win the President's Trophy. So dumb. So we're always the second best team in the league. So we've built a great team. But in the playoffs, we always fail like because we're the Leafs and that's what happens. But we think we've been simming incorrectly because in the when we get to the playoffs, we start watching the games. We set CPU versus CPU, and then we watch the games, and we have a good time. But the sim engine that EA has in the game for the CPU versus CPU team is different than when you're on the calendar and just simming the game. How did you find this out? So a lot of the comments we've been talking, and this season that we've been simming the games, and this playoff round, the first round, we've already played through the playoff uh, round number one, we're in round number two, we killed the Penguins. Like, it shouldn't even been close. We're the one seed, they're the eight seed, and we killed them. So we were that and we used the calendar to sim. We didn't watch any of the games. We didn't sim it in the sim game mode either. Um, we just used the calendar. So we think this playoffs, I'm going to sim through the calendar throughout the entire playoffs until we get Stanley Cup final until there's like elimination game. Oh, Jesse. And we're going to see if that is truly how you get um, a true sim. But what where if it works? Then that's good. No, that's yeah, but not then, good. But that then you're going to watch the elimination games and lose. No, hopefully we're up enough in the Stanley Cup final. Hopefully we make it to the Stanley Cup final. We're up enough that we can watch the game and hopefully win also, one of those. You know what I'm saying? I, there, out there, three I sincerely hope that EA did not set it up that Yeah, way. because, oh my God, it's so frustrating. Because that makes it worse. The like, last, why would you watch the ever? The last like, four playoffs, like Riley will have the puck and he just needs to exit the zone. And he'll skate to the boards. They love a loop back. Oh, he, they love a loop back. But in when you're just simming the game, it'll be attributes versus attributes, team chemistry versus team chemistry, mushed together, and they give you a result. So when you sim in the game and you watch it, there's all these quirky things that the CPU characters are doing that are just not true to the team that you've built as a GM. They don't make sense. Yeah, they just don't make sense. So uh, this is a more true sim if we do it for, in the calendar. And we're going to try this playoff run. It's year number seven of our franchise mode. And we're going to see if this calendar sim is a more true result. And the true result should be that we win the cup. Let's be honest. No, let's be honest. <laughs> let's just be honest. Yeah. I hope it's not different. It is. Like, we, I think I have enough evidence over the 20 episodes of this oh, series no. that I've done that are up on YouTube that, yeah. But why, why make it that up. way? Why would they make it that way? Watching the games is different. E, E, E. E, 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 E. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, I'm excited for that, Jesse. So, I am excited for I'll that. I'll let you guys know if we make it sound like a final. And then, yeah. We'll but watch I, I, if you did win, it would be sad because then I can't give you hell for not winning. <laughs> But you know what? I think it'll be more fun to be like, I, I feel like if you do win, I'm just going to say, yeah, well, watch CPU, watch your way to the cup. Oh, That's the real challenge. What's the Steve Simmons line? What? The, the day after the Leafs win the cup. Oh, he's going to write, he's going to write an article on why they won't ever win one again. <laughs> or the next year. That's, that's, that will be, that will be the easy one to do. If you're a contrarian, Leafs win the cup. The next day you write an article why they can't do it again the next year. Can, can and I most, and chances are you'll be right because it's fucking hard to win. Sorry. Can I bring a, a quick press conference uh, oh, no. topic to the table? Yeah, of course, of course. Go. Uh, this comes from Andrew Raycroft on Twitter. Oh, oh no. Andrew Hammond and Thomas Nosek got tribute videos this week in the NHL. What? Enough is enough. Come on. What a dick. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Ken Reed's been talking about that on, uh, on, on uh, Sportsnet. I feel like we've jumped the shark with that a bit. It's for the fans. It's for the... But don't, don't you think it takes away from the special? Like if Andrew Hammond had a good half season in Ottawa, where he got McDonald's for life, he was that good. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know who deserves... He was so ridiculous. You know who deserves a, a video tribute when he gets traded? Claude Giroux. 
Yeah. A thousand games with the Flyers. Yeah. March 17th is when he's going to play his thousandth game. If you're doing a video tribute for guy who came once, came over now. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> guy, guy who came and won a few games once. That still doesn't sound any better. I don't know why I said came. <laughs> it's okay. It's not like there's a bunch of accounts that cut and splice everything I'm we say. I'm dead. No. Can we delete this or is it in there? Absolutely not. Shit. If you have, if you have a guy who's played like really 20 or 30 good games for you, mm -hmm. it's Andrew Hammond. Do we really need a video tribute? My only question is, who's it hurting? Like, yeah. Why are you, just, why are you just, so bitter? Are I just you getting, feel like it's taking the special away. Is the, is taking, the I'm video not board running a little thing, graphic hurting you? Here's the first ever video tribute complaint I ever heard as a fan. Okay. It was Darcy Tucker, who absolutely deserved I one. thought he deserved Yeah, I think he deserved one. But here's why. Here's where the complaint started, and this is where it started to go downhill. This was years and years ago. This is like right around when I started LFR. Uh, Leafs had to buy him out, I believe. He's with the Avalanche. Avalanche are about to go to the power play. They play a tribute, and Darcy Tucker scores. <laughs> okay, that's super super dumb, <laughs> that's though. bad timing. You know what? The it's Leafs... just bad timing. Yeah. He deserved one, though. The Leafs yeah. in arena crew is way better, and they would never do that now. Way, way better now. I think they have... Well, I know they have. Like, I've seen the rundowns. They have, okay, this is when we're putting the Darcy Tucker video tribute. Yeah. They don't know that there's going to be uh, a power play. <laughs> I would argue they should have maybe altered it mm -hmm. a bit mm -hmm. or just, I don't know, fuck it, do it. <laughs> My only thing is like, it's just a good way to show to the player, hey, we liked you at our franchise. Like, thank you for yeah. your service. Okay, fine. You know, it's yeah, not, fine. not Ray right. Croft, it's not hurting anybody that they're like, hey, we like you, Andrew Hammond. Thanks. I still think that's, that's, that's jumping the shark, but okay. Is that? All right. Is saying thanks bad now? We gotta throw thanks out with the bath water. <laughs> I I mean, and Thomas Nosek, like, was it Vegas? Because that's the nicest thing Vegas has done for any player. <laughs> like, <Sure. laughs> that's all I get. Good luck. No, I don't remember saying good luck. That's <laughs> that's Vegas <laughs> when they when they get rid of you, uh, or wherever is he? I I don't know where he is anymore. Because it's Thomas Nosek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you yeah, know, maybe the fans of that team care. You don't even know what team Thomas Nosek plays for. No, I think... <laughs> and you're telling me, well, what's your problem with saying thank you? Yeah. You could yeah. just call him and say thank you, Thomas. Yeah, but it's like how the All-Star game sucks, but it's great if you're there. Is it? You sat next to the cannon. Was it great? You know what? No. <laughs> okay, I'm just throwing that out there. It's Here's where it's not great, as if the fans at that game are like, who fucking cares? Which might have been what happened. I think Nosek. Are you trying now, to think of what? Yeah, he I'm plays? trying to think. Of, never mind. Fuck it. I could just look it up. No, no here. Don't. I want, no, go ahead, Adam. Don't. We gotta. We no. have an answer. No, we don't. Take it. Take a guess. Take a guess. No, don't look. Okay, I <laughs> saw that fuck? he was drafted by the Bruins, um, which I didn't know, so I'm already screwed. Uh. Oh, wait, no, he's on the Bruins. You fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> you looked at the screen. <laughs> All right, let's Sorry. keep going. Okay. Steve, this is from Arkel the Great on our Discord. Head over to discord.com, discord.gg slash SDPN to join our Discord. Uh, friend of Kyle Dubas. Career high in goals for Thomas Nosek is eight. That's more than I thought. Oh. Anyway, keep going. SDPNshop.ca for all your merch. Um, is John Cooper Steve's favorite coach now that he got thrown out of a game for yelling at social media star Wes McCauley? No, because I don't know what he said. Oh. <laughs> also, I can I just express my shock and horror that a game refed by Brad Meyer got out of hand? What happened, Steve? And like, remind Wes, everybody who Brad Meyer Wes is. Wes McCauley's not even my least favorite ref in that game. No, Brad Meyer is the guy who was in charge of the uh, Leafs-Jets debacle at uh, the beginning of this season and many other debacles because he's not that good at his job. And uh, a lot of games that he officiates tend to get out of hand because he's not good at his job. Okay. And last night he wasn't good at his job and he got yelled at. I don't know what John Cooper said. 
This is not an endorsed. No, I refuse to endorse John Cooper. I don't know what he said. And Mm -hmm. the league is reviewing it. The league is actually reviewing two incidents of abuse against officials from yesterday. Uh, John Cooper and Austin Watson. So, yeah, I, I appreciate where you're going with that. I can't do it. Yeah, I get that. Makes it sense. might come out that it's hilarious, but it hasn't yet. So I'm going to wait. This one's from Noodle Man 1510. It's going to be a quick answer. Hypothetical six on five empty net situation. And the team with five is Steve, Adam, Jesse, CJ, and Julian. Okay. Fuck. The team with six is any team in the NHL. Fuck. You get unlimited time to score on the empty net and unlimited timeouts between plays for rest. And assuming the Wait. other team is trying to score and not just playing keep away. How long does it take for your team to score? How long does it take to get the puck onto your stick and up the ice into the empty net? I don't oh. know if we ever get there. So wait, 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 That's wait. The There's answer. six of us? No, uh, no, it's six on five. So they, they have an empty net, the NHL team. So there's five. For, we have for, a goal. For fun's sakes, take the best five, five players in the NHL. McDavid, oh. Matthews, McKinnon, Leon Dreisaitl, yeah. and whoever else you want to put on in defense. And put McCarr and, McCarr on and, and, and five, Hedman. The, yeah. The five players are us three and... And uh, Julian and CJ. And okay. we have to score an empty net goal on these six guys. I don't know Julian's skating ability. I've never seen him. I know yours. Yeah. I know mine. Uh, I know Adam's. We're not scoring. So you and CJ have to play up front. We're not scoring. You and CJ have to chase. Steve. Steve. Jesse and I play in front. I appreciate you doing this. We're not touching yeah. the puck. Yeah. It's... Yeah, but we can try. <laughs> Steve. We can try. It's not going to happen, man. It's just that no, we're not going to score. We'd ne- if you gave us a hundred years on this earth, we wouldn't touch the puck. Yeah. How much time is left? Is we have unlimited it time. Says we have unlimited time. Oh, because my strategy was to take penalties. <laughs> against us? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, because if there's only, like, if we had to kill, I don't know, 30 seconds, I think it would make sense to take a tripping minor. We have to score is the point. Oh, we have to score. What are you trying to... No, but there, why? It's six on five. We're winning. Hold on, what I love no, about no, this. The, it's not about winning. It's We're not playing a game. The goal is just score in the it's empty net. It's just a net. drill, man. Oh, we're just doing it's a, a drill. drill, man. Oh, fun. oh my God. Every detail about that Steve got wrong, and it was so funny. And he's like, what about if we did this? Well, we can't because that's not the scenario. What about this? No, that's not the scenario well, either. Well, what if we made a trade? <laughs> Mid-game. Hmm? <laughs> Drink it out of his water bottle with the big old Think straw. About that? <laughs> Jesse is like Who's Jack, our goal? Jesse, coming. Who's your our biggest goal? mistake was saying this will be a short answer. That oh, was your God. biggest mistake. Yeah. You should have never said that. You dumbass. You just got here. <laughs> Noxie in net. Yeah, Noxie in net for sure. Then we'd have a yeah, chance. Yeah. There let's, you go. let's do Noxie. So we got a chance. So I guess All right. just give a clear lane. <laughs> Here's my strategy. This is going to be a short answer. Cause, <laughs> cause okay. It's very simple. We're not going to touch the puck. Here's what uh, it is. Let them shoot. Noxie stops it. She tries to score. A goalie goal. There's a yeah. goalie goal the other night. We just got to give her as much protection as possible and let her shoot. Last thing. Last thing. Before we run out of time here. Um, Adam, you had a fantastic interview with someone uh, very close to the network. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you and Alan Walsh yeah. sat down. With a an incredible broadcaster, I want to talk about. I want you to talk about what you talked about and how good the yeah. last episode of Agent Provocateur. Keith is. Olbermann, yeah, um, some, someone who I think you refer to as a known asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I I think honestly, he even sort of acknowledges at the end of the sh- of the show. Uh, uh, he kind of you know, Alan's like, "Oh, what you like? You like to talk about yourself?" He's like, "I know, isn't that surprising? Me talking about me." Keith um, is very self aware. He's yeah. a he's self aware, uh, and and I what, think what's better than a dick who who knows, knows they're a dick. Knows he's a dick and does nothing about it. <laughs> he's, you know what? It was one of the, it was one of the most incredible interviews I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I asked two questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, first off, Keith Olbermann can spin a yarn, man. Boy, he can tell a story. Second, the knowledge that he has about baseball. And you know, I know there's a lot of people that don't like baseball. I actually love baseball. I find baseball very romantic. Yes. Um, and you know, when we sat, when the three of us got to sit. I always talk about going to Boston and watching the watching the game in Boston when it was fucking ice cold. Um, but what 
what a great day that was with yeah. my best friends in the entire world. We did a lap around Fenway Park, and I'll never forget. And that. and some Bruins fans met us on top of the Green Monster, and they were chatting it up, and yeah. oh, it's going to be you know they were having fun and Pesky's Pole. Pesky's Pole. Oh yeah, we're on the other, oh, side. Yeah, we we the other did, side. We didn't do the top of the Green. Oh, monster. we didn't do the top of the yeah, because no, we got to have tickets to get up. Pesky's Pole was great. I have to say, um, I have to say that you know, both can be true. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can, and I, I and I'll, I'll point to myself on this one. I can be a bit high horsey. I can be a bit blowhardy. Um, but the yeah. reality is, sometimes I'm good at what I do. And and Keith Olbermann was, and he was, he came on, he brought his fucking a game. Holy shit! And boy, does it explain what's going on with the MLB right now. And if you're a fan of baseball in any sense, you got to hear this show because baseball owners basically every 30 years on repeat try to do the same thing. And now they can't get the genie back in the bottle. And they they only wait for a Canadian team to have a really good shot at winning. Yes. <laughs> before before they, they do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, true. shit. Yeah. And so I, I, I encourage you to listen because it was spectacular. It was a great listen. Um, it being on the show, it was a great listen. I'm just sitting there, sitting there listening. And uh, there were some really great moments in there. I, I highly, highly, highly encourage you. And you know what? We talk a lot about... <laughs> collective bargaining and we talk a lot about labor dispute and and things like that and those in in and of themselves are not inherently interesting topics except when they come to sports they're very interesting and as we progress with agent provocateur what's going to be fascinating is the more you find out about the 2004-2005 lockout the more you're going to really not like the players that essentially crossed the picket line they didn't cross the picket line but they there are certain players, well-known players, players that you probably watched on TV uh, that uh, really screwed it up for every for the guys today. Chaney? I don't know. I'm gonna, there's one guy that comes to mind, and I'll give you the example is Jeremy Roenick. Uh-huh. Jeremy Roenick played a big role in the downfall of Bob Goodenow. And you have to remember at that time, the Philadelphia Flyers had handed Jeremy Roenick, maybe a couple years before that, a big fat contract for $37.5 million over five years. And he didn't want to not make money on it. And so he and a group of players, and I don't even know if he was the ringleader of it, caused the lockout to end. And they accepted a hard salary cap. And that's why we're in the position we're in right now. With the boringness of the trade deadline and the in the flat cap world, and it's a shame. And I'm, so I'm excited to move forward with this one because the more we find out about the MLB, the more it relates to the NHL. And of course, you find out where the term free agency on this podcast was first actually invented. Ooh. And that was in the 70s. I didn't know that. Yeah. They had to go to court. They went to the Superior Court of the United States. Kurt Flood. Check it out. Yep. You'll, you'll check it out on the episode. Okay. If, Steve, you decide to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm blocked. <laughs> Are you actually blocked? Yeah. Oh, God. Still? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we would ask him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah we didn't we have said- a problem with you. He had a problem with side, side broadcast. Yeah. It wasn't you, Steve. But you don't have to take it personally. I don't. But I think you do. <laughs> anyway, great show. <laughs> Highly encourage you to listen. All right. What else we got? Anything else? That's it. I want to wrap with okay. uh, that great episode. It's, it's a quite, a, quite a fantastic listen. Jesse's saying it. He's the neutral party here, right? I believe you. <laughs> Steve's never going to listen. No, he's not. He's not going to give you know the play. What? You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I, I got, got I got Noxie and Cash. Yeah. I got Steve Chris Johnston. Show. You got Andrew. I got Game Over. Uh, you got other things. I got, I got lots of stuff. All right. Hey, listen. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we will see you Monday. We're looking forward to it. And hopefully... Ooh, Oh, what's wrong? Hopefully you make your bets on on the game. I was thinking about uh, Sports Interaction. Sportsinteraction.com slash STP. Do you think you'll make a bet this weekend? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. I want to see what you do. Leafs or Canucks? Go! I'm uh, on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.